This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 212. Hey, my friend, thanks for joining me today. My name is Jeff Cady. I am the pastor of Community Heights Alliance Church in Newton, Iowa, and I'm the host of this podcast, Coaching for Pastors. I've been a pastor for a long time. I love pastors. I am one. I think like a pastor. I respond to the world like a pastor. I plan and dream like a pastor. I hope that I care and love like a pastor. And I love encouraging and coaching pastors. And I want to just have a few minutes with you today. So thanks for joining me today. This past weekend, I talked about Luke 8. I I talked from Luke 18, where Jesus gives this story about because, because some people are conceited, they're stuck up, they think a lot of themselves, and they look down on everyone else. Jesus told that story about the about the Pharisee and the tax collector. You know how they go up to the temple and they pray, and the Pharisee's like, oh, God, thank you that I'm not like these other people. I'm not like a robber or an evildoer or an adulterer, and especially I'm not like this tax collector. And that tax collector, he's like, he won't even look up to heaven. He's kind of aloof. He's standing at a distance, and he's beating his chest, and he's saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Pastor, the book Leadership is an Art by Max Dupree is well known for uh, one of the first statements in it, that the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. Can I tell you that that tax collector was a leader that day, and that Pharisee was way back in the line. He wasn't leading anything. Because, unfortunately, while the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality, all too often the first response of many people, and often of pastors, is self-justification. You know, we do something, we self-justify. Well, I was tired, and well, you know, this was going on, and well, the situation was like this, and eh, you know, you can't expect me to, you know, blah blah blah, and we we justify ourselves, and after a while, our self justification gets to the point to where we're not even sure when we're telling ourselves the truth or a lie. We're not sure if we're defining reality. Or if we're just living in la-la land, we're just dreaming, we're just thinking that we're doing what we need to do, we're leading the way we need to lead, we're defining reality, we're not defining reality at all, we're self-justifying, we're deceiving ourselves. And I just want to say to you, pastor, that if you struggle, like every pastor I know does, not being able to live up to your own standards always having that imposter syndrome, like, why am I? Why am I? Of all the people in this room, why am I the one that's teaching God's Word? How did I get here? How did I get to be the pastor of this group? If you struggle with that, can I say, if you define reality like the tax collector, you're going to be okay. You're going to be good. Because it says that the tax collector was the one who left the temple justified. I mean, this statement by Jesus is, he says, I'm, I'm telling you, here's what Jesus says, I'm going to tell you, this man, this tax collector, rather than the Pharisee, the tax collector went home justified before God. 
because all those who exalt themselves, they're going to be humbled. But those who humble themselves will be exalted. My young son one time was quoting that verse, and he said, those who humble themselves will be exhausted. And sometimes that's true as well. But when we humble ourselves, when we define reality about ourselves, and we say, God, this is who I am, this is how I think, these are the things I've said, this is what I've done, I've had a standard that's up here, and I've shot too low, and I haven't lived up to my own standard. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You're justified before God. Whereas if you say, oh, you know, I was just, you know, I was having a bad week. You know, I had a fight with the wife last night. I had a fight with the husband last night. Oh, the kids were, oh, the kids were really bad on the, on the way to church. And, and I just said this or that. If we start justifying ourselves, well, it's just a busy season. And whatever it is, in, in whatever area we've fallen down, we're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. And that's not any way for anybody to live, let alone a pastor. So this may sound a little backwards and counterintuitive, but would you take on the identity and the reality of the tax collector? And when you're not living up to your own pastoral perfection and expectations, you know, spoiler alert, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to blow it. You're going to sin. You're going you're gonna to ruin it for the year in January, take on the posture of the tax collector. God, have mercy on me. Surprise, surprise, I'm a sinner. How many times do we begin our prayer with that? I think, I think a lot probably, Pastor, because we know what we'd like to be. We know where we'd like to be in our maturity, in our standards, in our performance, and often we're not there, and often we have we have that imposter syndrome. Like, why? How did I get to be the pastor, and why am I the one who's standing here teaching and leading and organizing? But that's the calling that God's put on your life. As long as you define reality by adopting the posture of the tax collector, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, pastor, because you're going to receive the mercy and grace that God wants to give you, because that posture is only adopted when there's faith present. When we look to Jesus and say, Jesus, I, uh, my works, my performance, I can't keep it up. I cannot live up to the standard of the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Middle Testament, any other testament. I can't live up to that standard. I call out to you, have mercy on me, by the blood of Jesus Christ, and God will. Pastor, thanks for what you do. Thanks for the shots you might have taken this past weekend. Thanks for the teaching that you gave, for the love that you shared, for the service, and the above and beyond that you gave. You know, oftentimes people aren't going to see the blood, sweat, and tears on the inside that you go through, the, the preoccupation all day Saturday as you're thinking about the people that you're going to minister to the next day. And then the, the, the concern 
Monday and Tuesday as you try to remember those people that you talk to on Sunday and you try to follow up and meet the needs of so many people. But I know, I know what you go through. And so many of you have it way harder than I do, way harder. You're working maybe another job or two more jobs. You're bivocational. You're a church planter. You're dealing with maybe division or somebody who's divisive in your church. It's tough. I just want to say to you, Pastor, thank you. Thank you. You're making a difference. And you, you may not see that. You may not live to see the difference. There's a pastor who, who's gone now. He's not alive to see the difference that he made in me at this point in my life, almost 60 years old. And he was in my life 50 years ago. Pastor, 50 years from now, there are going to be kids in your church. There are going to be kids in your neighborhood, in your kids' ministry that are going to remember you and they're going to be followers of Jesus because of what you're doing today and the people you're equipping. So thanks for what you're doing. If nobody else appreciates it, I do. And let me tell you, there are many others that do, and God does. But I just want you to know that I do. I hope you have a great week this week, Pastor, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. 